So this is James Riddler for Food Manufacture, and I'm here with, here with uh, Daniel Supe of Pion Drinks, uh, who is here at the Speciality and Fine Food Fair with their new drink, Pinger. 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 So could you just give us a little bit about yourself? So I, I have a background, professionally speaking, I have a background in financial services. Been in financial services for about 20 years. Um, well, quite apart from financial services, I was born in Ghana, um, came to England after my A-levels, studied, got married, raised a family, and, and, and I live here. So, literally, I've lived here longer than I've lived in the country of my birth. So, yeah, enjoying it. So, the first thing I really want to ask you about drink is, uh, why go for the lower no-alcohol routes? Um, obviously, there's been a lot of build-up of that recently, but what was your sort of rationale behind it? Yeah, so personally, um, I've been teetotal um, for years. Of course, had alcohol in the past, long time ago, but been teetotal for years. And um, but, but there isn't a lot. I found that there isn't a lot of options, relatively speaking. There isn't a lot of options out there in the market when you're looking to when you're looking not to drink you know so the pinja is, is the drink that you drink when you're not drinking and when you don't you do not want to drink so we we thought we'd come out with something quite punchy um something not so sweet um you know something that's healthy um that's all natural and you know but tasty at the same time so it, there's quite a lot packed into into the small bottle, um, you know, in terms of in terms of health benefits, in terms of you know, if if you if you do not want to drink alcohol, um, you want to stay away from alcohol, and and um, yeah, and, and and things like that. So we wanted to add to 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 the movement um, to to make more um, non-alcoholic drinks available to to, to 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 people who do not want to drink. Now, would you market yourself as a purely non-alcoholic option? Um, or do you see yourself not producing alcoholic drinks, but can you still enjoy this maybe as part of an alcoholic drink? Or do you sort of corner yourself into a specific market of non-alcoholic? So I think, look, people would always want to have some alcohol, um, you know, but... We, we're trying to, you know, help people to to have a good time um, with with our drinks and when you know without necessarily having alcohol. So on the occasion where people want to uh, mix something uh, with with an alcohol, alcoholic drink to 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 have a more interesting um, experience with their drink, because drinking is all about experiences, isn't it? It's it's you know, literally speaking, we don't really need to drink Coca-Cola or, or the Pinja or, you know, any other drinks to survive as, as human beings, you know. Mm. All we need really is water. Um, but drinking is all about experiences. So I think, you know, variety is the spice of life. People would always want to, you know, experiment with something new and new. Um, so we've had people who've mixed it with, you know, rum, spiced rum, white rum. People have mixed it with um, um, vodka. People have mixed it with 
you know, gin. Um, people mix it with this tonic water um, and, and, you know, a variety of things, you know. So you can use it as a mixer. So, yeah. And I wonder if you could possibly talk about the production process. Uh, specifically, obviously, you've chosen quite strong flavours like ginger to go into the drink. Uh, could you tell us, you know, the rationale behind the flavours that you've chosen? And was there any particular parts of the, the production of the drink that were particularly challenging at all? So, I mean, growing up, my mom was a baker. Um, grandma, maternal grandmother was... I don't use the word habitless, but she experimented with a lot of spices and, and ingredients to, to medicinal ingredients. So, you know, growing up, ginger was, you know, a familiar um, ingredient around the house. Um, used to be involved in mom's baking from age six, seven. You know, I was very, I was very curious about that. Saw the processes. Um, and, um, and so I think, you know, we wanted a little bit of a kick um, we're looking for an ingredient, a base ingredient that could give a bit of a kick um, like you'd get from drinking vodka, you know, at the back of your throat. Mm. So I think that's kind of the rationale behind choosing ginger as a base ingredient. Um, the other ingredients then became balances, you know. So we've got lime. When we first made it, we used lemon. Mm. You know, so the only thing that has changed is, you know, we switched from lemon to lime. Um, lime is a bit sharper, it's a bit more bitter, you know, so balances the apple and the other flower. The other flower, you know, gives a refreshing taste that you, you experience when you drink um, the pincher. And and in terms of the, the, <laughs> the manufacturing process, currently we, we can't seem to find anybody to juice the ginger for us. You know, so we're having to juice that ourselves, um, and that's that that's can be messy. <laughs> you know, anybody who's handled ginger, you know, ginger can be messy. You know, sometimes you think, ah, oh, you know, I've got it all right, and then you see a piece of ginger somewhere. You know, so we've developed processes to make sure you know that doesn't happen. Um, you know, having come from financial services background for 20 years and currently making it ourselves in a small factory, we, we, we had lots of challenges with getting used to, you know, handling, operating the machinery. Mm. You know, I think the labeling machine was the most notorious of, 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 of all of them. Um, there are times that we would have, you know, problems that would take us 15 minutes to solve today. But in the early days, you know, would be at those problems for three hours, you know. But that's that's how you get your hands dirty and 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 build your confidence, you know. So we can say that we understand the manufacturing process quite well because of our experiences. Now, obviously, a lot of drinks companies have struggled over the past eighteen months because pubs and clubs have closed, food service areas as well. Um, how have you fared over this time? And um, have you? diversified to expand your reach or have you fared just the same you know how's it been for you and so ignorance is bliss <laughs> sometimes you know not having come from you know um a, a the industry originally meant that we came in with no experience at all we didn't how you know that the, the the industry operated you know so we we literally 
began, we decided to grow, make this a business in January 2020 or November, December, January, December 2019, going into um, January 2020. That was when we made a decision um, because of demand, strong demand from friends and family and friends of friends. Um, and so during the lockdown, then lockdown kicked in. We worked flat out between March and September to launch the brand. So we we didn't know how things worked. Um, and you know, whilst we're we're preparing to launch it, we kept selling it to friends and family. You know, um, who, who demanded it. You know, so having seen that you know restaurants close and all those sorts of places close, meant that we had to go and look for convenience stores. Mm. Um, independently owned convenience stores, um, independently owned takeaways, you know, low hanging fruits that we could, you know, where you could just speak to the owners very quickly and you get a quick decision, mm. you know. So that has become the base uh, of our operation, um, um, in terms of sales and, um, as well as selling directly online. Um, those two um, channels have become our, our, our bread and butter, you know, whilst we look to develop other, other channels. And finally, what's next for the brand? Um, are you looking to build up from you know, that sort of smaller uh, customer base to go up to big retail stores? Uh, would you want to be found behind the bar in one of the local pubs and things like that? So what's, what's next with your so we, we we have we have big dreams. Um, we there's a, there's been a push from you know people we work with marketing companies we work with social media people some of our customers uh, our stockists um, mainly um, for us to come up with new flavors um, and all of that is in a pipeline. Um, but we we want to deepen our reach. You know we want to extend our reach throughout the country, the United Kingdom, across Europe, and um, possibly into the Middle East as well. Um, because it's, it's the kind of drink that people in, you know, Arabic countries mm -hmm. like, where they, they don't like alcohol. So we, we're looking to do that. Um, but as well as, as well as extending our reach, we, we want to come up with a few more flavors. And, um, and look to also manufacture, produce this product, our, our products, get somebody else to, to contract to manufacture for us, um, to take the burden off us so that we can focus on just getting, getting our products out there. So the immediate short term, those are some of our short term goals. Well, Daniel, it's been brilliant speaking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, James. It's my pleasure.